Hey everybody, this is Mel and Brooke from Mom's Art 2. Okay, before we start the episode, stop listening right now and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to watch us make a fool of ourselves, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Mom's Art 2 and get video episodes each week. All right, on to the show. (laughs) (laughs) We are just two moms in search of inspiration while creating questionable comedy. Mom's Art 2. <laughs> Silly. What? <laughs> Silly. What? Brooklyn Sample, how are you doing? Hi, Mel. <laughs> Wait, what are you drinking? I'm tonight? having a vodka having? soda, um, which I will oh, probably have wow. to before we go into the episode, <laughs> right? Crazy. So surprising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought about having wine and then I went into the garage and mm-hmm. it is I like that little Thank roll. you. It is uh 110 degrees out and so Charlie was keeping right. the wine in the garage in the shelf and I went in there and oh, thought no. this is not going to be good. No. So we're going to dispose of the wine uh oh. that does not go through my belly right. and into my veins right. and personality. Um, mm-hmm. so we're going to dispose of that. Cause I was like, Oh, we forgot to move it to, you know, cause for a while when it's 45 yeah. degrees outside, <laughs> it's great. Right. Actually yeah. I can, there were no good bottles in there. Were there like, no, really but they were like the, the bottles we buy from, um, like Costco or whatever that are like 20 bucks, but they're yeah. real. They're nice. The Mayomi's yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Which I really like the Mayomi. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. It reminds me actually of something that when I was uh, younger, a friend of mine had a grandpa that was from Sicily. And he told me that you always store your wine in 45 degrees because red wine is supposed to be chilled. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be warm red wine. And at first I was like, what? I never heard that girl from Ohio who knows everything. And because he's Sicilian. <laughs> Yeah. And so uh, ever since then, I'm like, oh, I always chill my red wine. Because the Sicilians yeah, do it that I love way. a chilled red yeah. wine. It's so good. I really do. Well, I'm having um, a Garden State cider. Oh, I've never had that before. Mm-hmm. Is that yummy? They're really good. Yep. It's um, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, what? no added sugars, no concentrates. And it's super crisp. It's uh, and it's really refreshing in the summer. Crisp. By the way, oh, you know I love that's one of my favorite I know. words. Uh, crisp, yeah, areola but and schmegma. schmegma, but not moist. Three favorite to not say moist. I can get down. on You moist. can. I actually no problems. Okay, with it. good. And I actually like to say it and see those reactions from yeah, people yeah. who I'm not sure which side of the moist coin they fall on. I'm not quite sure. I think it's, it's telling. I think it is too, because actually I don't mind yeah. the, the word moist. It makes me giggle a little bit and I can like feel it in my yeah, jowls when I say it. Yes, exactly. Um, but Patty Vasquez, uh, the uh, an old friend, is the, the, the stand-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's a ton of things. Jesus. she has an, We should have her on the show. Right. We should ask her to be on the show. Come on, Patty. Patty Vasquez. Let's talk about it. She's amazing. 
Patty, listen. No. I have a lot of stories with Patty Vasquez, but maybe I save those for when, because we were wild. Uh, for Patty For when Vasquez. Patty Vasquez is here. But she, I feel like she hates the word panties and moist. And I, I feel like that was such a thing back then, too, that then we just said My it. husband hates the word panties. Oh. Hates them. And make out. Making out. Oh. Oh, I don't like it. the word lover. I think oh. it's stupid. What the fuck? Mm. Stop it. It's like an active noun, verb. Yes, like noun. but it reminds like ver, but it's active. Yeah, but it reminds me of like a hippie woman in a muumuu talking about her lover, and I hate her. Oh, see, I think of like hip, not so much hippie, but more disco seventies. Oh. Like a guy with a big, huge mustache and tight bell bottoms yeah. and like and like platforms. Kind of like how your new house looks, like a panty dropper house. Ooh, you yeah, have a, so my dad. Your panty hopper. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. No, it's a panty stew. It's a panty stew. That's what it's called. Tell me, <laughs> said, tell me what about this. Well, my dad was, when my dad was in college um, and they used to have house parties, they would put a big old stew pot yeah. in the front lawn and girls would take their underwear off and throw them in the pot and they somebody a guy would be out there with a big spoon and be stirring <laughs> so them and gross. called it panty stew because it is it's like a <laughs> stew of stds <laughs> especially in the yes 70s. oh god like the key drop parties oh, oh my god but her house i'm yeah. telling you guys brooklyn's house is fucking beautiful and it's like one of those houses <laughs> that you can tell an architect did it and has all these beautiful windows and stuff but you walk in and that shit looks like drop your keys at the door we are getting it on friends <laughs> no <laughs> joke oh is that who you're that's who you're becoming that's fine by me Hey, look, listen. Hey. I'm like in my 40s and living life. <laughs> right? Once the kids leave the house. Oh, shit. It's on. I'm going to visit. Yeah, I'll on, have to like, visit all the called, time then. Be like, I'm sorry, Charlie. It's called I won't be, I won't be screaming and I don't scream at my kids all the time, but just like frustrated. Oh, I thought you meant during know? sex. I teenagers. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, just in general, I'll be really relaxed. Right? Like, like not wound tight. No, it doesn't matter. Your kids, first of all. My kids aren't going anywhere. I can tell you that right now. They've already pretty much yeah. established that. As much as my oldest, who's 17, going to be a senior, you know, was almost like, what, what do you think a good studio would cost in old town Pasadena? I was like, look, dude. Listen. <laughs> I mean, just... <laughs> Uh, Nothing your little intern yeah. minimum wage Bye. is going to pay Let's for. calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're more than welcome to go try, List, but yeah. boy, he, I think the reality is like we really started breaking it down for him, but my kids aren't going to go anywhere. He's going to, we live in LA. He's going to film school. Yeah. He's going to stay local. They want to stay in the industry. My, my middle, oh, and my middle, like, he's working on business right now in high yeah. school. Like a, it's an academy, but I don't know if that's what he'll do. Yeah. You know? My middle's pretty, he's creative and yeah, but he is very intelligent. Like he he can go on both. He can put kind of like us, like producer hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he can, which Kai can too. Kai, my oldest can too. But then I have a, a almost eleven year old as well. So I, I, you got a lot of time left with them, which is good. By the time they move out of this house, I'll be ready to move out of this house as well. No, <laughs> you're never leaving that house. It's not happening. Oh no! no. Although if, in those years, like- though, that house will probably be worth double what it is now, and you'll be like, yeah, okay, well. I mean, let's just cash out. Right? Um, we have actually, let's talk about this month. 
Um, we're going to get into our episode shortly or then this episode coming up shortly. But um, this month is kind of crazy. We have a lot of good people on. It's crazy. And lucky for our listeners, we've got five Wednesdays this month. Lucky for our listeners. Not like we only cycle out a, a month show. We're, it just continues on and on. But we just like to. That's true. But we do. That, we do the we do the rotation of like the real real where we get somebody from. The, you know, a, a oh, real yeah. person who's making changes or going through something or building something or whatever. And then we have the uh, in farting the, around. We're farting around with our friends, farting around with our friends, which our farting around is Rob this month. Our I no, it's uh, is it? It's Rob. Yeah, Rob is our farting around with our producer, which is super exciting. That's right. So you guys get to hear yeah. him and talk to him and stuff after all the things. And you'll see how nice he is because he's just so sweet and like jovial. Is that a word? Did I make that word up? Yeah. He's so lovely. Yeah. And then we get in the picture and he just giggles because we are ridiculous and gross. Oh, we're so ridiculous. I know. And then. But he's so great and he's been so wonderful because we're coming up on the year of uh, working with him. Yeah. Hiring him about a year ago. And so we thought that it would be great. And he's got some cool stuff happening yeah. that's not producer related, which is really yeah. neat. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, we always throw his name out there like, Rob, come on, Rob. Yeah. Um, and now you're going to get to hear him. You're going to get to He's meet incredibly him. talented. Mm-hmm. We also have our industry insider this month, who is going to be Tyler, who is multifaceted. He compared himself to the Berenstain Bears. Do you remember why that was? Oh, yeah. So Tyler Townsend, he and I actually went to college together, and he's done so many different aspects of the entertainment industry. And I think his whole idea around that was um, – I don't know. He's got a theme, and I don't know that we got him to say it. Did we I don't know if we did get him recording? to say it, but we'll have to maybe for his. Apparently, it's something like do like Berens, Berenstein Bears do don't do as we do do as we say. Yeah, something bad. It was. it was something like failure. It was basically <laughs> like, look, you're you want me to tell you how I got into this part of the industry, right? And I'm going to tell you what not to do. Don't do what I did. Yeah, but that's awesome. But here's what you should do. So the Berenstein Bears. So the people that are that want to get in the industry, like my nephew and Kai and like people, they will learn. Well, and anybody, really, anybody in the world that's listening, they getting that advice of what not to do and and forget. And Mm -hmm. somebody else made those mistakes so you don't have to. That's freaking huge. Yeah. That's huge. And. Also, even if you're not trying to get into an industry position anywhere, it's still interesting, I think, to figure out because that's such, it takes so much and so many people and so much energy and talent that you don't see when you watch television, film, you know, any of that stuff. So I I think sometimes um, what I love about having our industry people on is that I hope it gives even folks who aren't in the industry or have no desire to be in it, an inside look on how somebody even gets that kind of job well, or how do you even, or what are you doing? That like how does even that exist? Because oftentimes, especially as an actor, you'll get asked like, well, what have you done? What have I seen you in? And it's like, do you know, do you have any idea how big the industry is out here? Like if right. I work constantly and you don't see me, that has nothing to do with how hard I work. Like I am booking, I am doing a lot of different things. And like every single thing you hear, see on TV, radio, internet, whatever, that's all industry stuff. It's engineering, it's audio, it's actors, it's voiceover, it's studied, it's, you know, so it just is, 
it's funny that people would be like, oh, you're not successful and you're unless you're like a celebrity. And it's like, actually, that's a fucking worst case right. scenario is being a celebrity. Like, well, and and that's like the one percent. Yes. And who fucking wants to be a celebrity? Yucko. And that's probably being that's probably being generous. Yeah, you're probably right. Like one percent of the entire industry from every facet, yeah. you know? There's a reason that and then, well, the SAG strike is going on and industry is shutting down out here because there are so many actors that do so many things on so many levels that we don't think about or normal people don't think about, civilians don't think about, <laughs> right? Um, the average The folk. average, you know, <laughs> folk out there that they don't think about, that they go, well, it's just, it's not all the big paying celebrities. It's not. It's all of the people that you ever see everywhere. Well, and also you'll see that this strike isn't, it is to also protect those celebrities, but it's really those people that are not, Mm -hmm. that can't even, so basically the SAG, SAG provide, the union um, provides health insurance uh, for members who make over what, like 27,000 a year, 26,000 a year. And then that's yearly. So if you have, if you make that one year, but you don't make it the next year, you don't get health insurance. Right. And I think it was like 87% of SAG members do not meet that $27,000 a year yeah. mark. Yeah. Because we That's often get contracts that will percent. say, it's crazy. We often get contracts that will say like in perpetuity or whatever it is. Right. And because you want to work and you want to try to make up to that amount to get your, your health insurance for your family, right? We, right? But then they can use your image and your voice forever. And they can also then create it. Did you see the black mirror? Okay. No. It is really good. I mean, it's kind of shitty because Black Mirror is kind of like, I get it. I get it. I fucking get it. But it's a great idea. And the Black Mirror is basically about they use this woman who is not an actor, but they used her um, from her camera on her phone, from her camera on her computer. They used all of her daily life and they regenerated it from AI to look like her, sound like her, all of the people in her life. And she had no control over it because in her, you know, uh, uh, advisory contract for her phone, she just like signed it. It was like, yeah, yeah, I agree to terms and services, right? Or terms of service. And in terms of service, it was like anything we capture, we can use. And she didn't even think about it. And so they basically used all of her dialogue that she spoke throughout the day, all the conversations she had and turned it into an AI that looked like her. And she was getting like flambéed in public because everybody saw the inside of what she was doing, which is basically like if a celebrity uses their voice. And this is the other thing, like chat GPT, they're using all of this information from the internet, right? Everything that's ever been written, everything that is downloaded, everything that is a conversation, everything. And so you put in a question and it'll come back with mm-hmm. either the answer or a form that, you know, that I need a form for, you know, uh, opening a theater and I need my rules and regulations and it'll come back and everything will be done. It just does it because it's pulled from the internet everywhere. And 
these entertainers and writers are now in a situation where they're like, well, they don't need us because there's so much on the internet that they can just pull from and not fucking pay anybody. It's just out there. It's true. I there, I mean, I will say that they still are pulling it from somewhere. So yeah. the original idea, like someone still has to create idea. I think. Yeah. It's just scary. It is. Scary for writers. I think another aspect, though, it's just for it's on the writers' side yeah. and like switching over now to yeah, the Writers yeah. Guild strike. It's you know, it's inc- it's just a totally different time, and and the way that the industry is streaming now instead of having yeah. like reruns and such, where um, you know, and this goes for actors as yeah, well. Yeah, no one's right? getting where residuals. You would make no one's getting residuals. It's like three cents. Yeah. Or whatever. So for the writers, though, you know, that used to be like a 42-week. Yeah. We were in the writer's room for like 42 weeks working on a show and you were contracted on that show. Now it's two weeks. Right. You're under contract for that show. For the, you know, for for the show. You're in the writer's room for only two weeks. So the rest of the time you're not writing and you're under contract and you can't go get another writing job. Yeah, that's right. You're bound. So people are yeah. just, yeah, you're, but you're, you're, it's like they're screwing yeah. you. So, you know, writers just aren't making the money they used to write and actors are, you know, cause I did Call of the Wild. I was uh, on that, but just, you know, as like a extra yeah, yeah, background yeah, yeah. person. And um, I know that they scan my likeness for CGI because I was in a lot of the scenes with the, with oh. the dog that was CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they scan me so that they could go in and, you know, you Put just you think in. about yeah. that. You're like, that's crazy. It is crazy. We we did the Ruggable commercial as a family and they can use it. Now, our contract was like for a year da, 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 and then they could renew it if they were going to use us. But we as a as a commercial actor, we have been very uh, agents and managers and stuff have been very like, don't go union, don't go union because nothing commercial is booking union. Because back when I was three four and I was booking union, yeah. I would make 30 grand off of a one day shoot because yeah. then my residuals would start coming in. And that was like my whole year. It was great, right? Yeah. And then with this, if you want to be in a commercial, you go non-union because everything is streaming. So they were using our Ruggable commercial crazy. Hulu, Netflix, I would have people be like, I think I just saw you guys in a commercial. And I was like, yeah, but we got paid $1,500 a person or something like that. And then we got a a buyout, but we were like, and they were lovely and it was fun to work. But I think for a a while I kept thinking like, well, I got to stay non-union so that I can work and so that I can whatever. And now I'm kind of like, wait a minute. I'm then perpetuating all of these, you know, executives and and advertising agencies and stuff to be like, oh, we don't really have to pay them. I was like, wait a minute. No, no, this is our, you know, they were talking about doing um, pay for auditions. They were trying to figure out how recently they were talking about, listen, we spend, we will spend an hour and a half in that fucking room, not, uh, not live, in my studio, I have to sign in 10 minutes before my call time and I will wait there for an hour before I'm even seen. And I'm like going, I have broken a little bit. I'm working on other things. My kids need to be picked up from school. And I'm standing in my studio by myself waiting in the waiting room of Zoom Yeah, with all these fucking other actors like talking and 
like how am I supposed to feel prepared and like be a good performer? And it just yeah. is it's so fucked up. Like if I if they had to pay us also because I know we're going on a long time, but also because maybe this is just the episode. But I think it's the yeah, episode. But also because when we would have to drive, yes, to auditions and stuff like that. But we um, we knew that was kind of part of the deal, right? Like you you drive to an audition, you yeah. whatever. But if they, now that everything is done online, casting directors used to have to rent out a space uh, yeah. for the amount of hours or their regular space or wherever offices, they would rent it out so that they could have people come in for auditions. And now they don't have to do that. A lot of casting directors during COVID left town, but they're still casting. Mm. So they can be anywhere in the world and still have their job and they're doing it out of their living rooms. And there have been often times where I've been in a callback and there's a casting director sitting on their bed with the desk in front of them and they're trying to just talking to us or whatever and telling us what was, you know, and then they, they go into, the, then we go into the room of the director or the producer or the advertisers or whatever. And we have to like, and, and it's like, what the fuck? Like at first it was like, wait a minute, you're in your house. This doesn't feel right. Like we have to set yeah. up, like we're in a studio. We need a gray background with the light hitting a certain way. And like, we had to start exactly doing all this. Exactly how you tell us. Exactly. Yeah. With six pages of direction that yeah. we have to shoot. That's even for the, so they used to only call in like 35, 40 actors, right? Even for the first right. call. And so if you were one of those actors, it was great because you knew that so-and-so was going to call you in like Vicky Goggin. They were always going to call you in, whatever it was. Great. I formed these relationships. Now they will five, they'll get 500. They can see as many. Yeah, yeah. They'll get 500 submissions. They just have to weed through them. And then if you get a call back from there, so we're spending, an hour at least, right, in our studio, memorizing lines, making sure we're set up, making sure we have props that we have to use, sometimes going out and having to do a cartwheel on top of our uh, fucking sofa because they're like, we want to see how agile you can be and silly on your sofa. And that was like... Doesn't that remind you of our sketch that we wrote with the um, for a sketch comedy? The audition mm -hmm. and how awkward auditioning was. We like did that whole sketch where yeah. it was like, now, like, meow like a cat. Yeah. Now, let's Ooh. see those paws. Bark like a now, dog. Now, yeah. Now bark like a dog. Now pee. Yeah. yeah, now, yeah. Lift your leg and pee. Yeah. Oh, no and joke. Then, and then you're like in this really weird compromised position at the end, like after they finally stop barking orders. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay. Thank, thank you. you. You're, you're good. Go. You're just like, oh, you're good to go. Oh, okay. And then the walk out is always really awkward. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like in the room, it was awful enough. Hey, everybody. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about this new thing that we found is called Moonlight. It's amazing. We're still reading to our kids at night. And I can be honest with you, sometimes it's tedious because we're reading the same book over and over and over and over. Well, let me tell you, Moonlight is incredible. The magic of Moonlight is simple. It's the experience of reading together with a projection on the wall because tablets, yes, are a staple for many families and digital books can be overstimulating sometimes for little kids. And honestly, they leave little room for imagination. But Moonlight 
bridges the gap between traditional and digital books. There are playful projections, vivid sound effects, and read-along features make this multi-sensory story time a delight. Moonlight is here to help you create imagination-filled, interactive bedtimes for your whole family and make story time magical again. Use the code MOONLIGHT10 with our link to get an extra 10% off your purchase. It's very cool. Some of the pages that I get will be like, you know, do a cartwheel on your couch and then go outside and try to jump in the pool and everybody's splashing you. And I'm like, what the fuck is going like? This is hours of work that I'm putting in because I also have to make sure I'm in horizontal shooting. I have to make sure that they can see and hear me. So I'm hooking up my microphone to it. I have to make sure like all of these things, the checkoff list, because those the first page is usually shooting horizontal. Make sure your lighting is right. Make sure you hook up to some sort of audio device so we can definitely hear you. And Make sure there's no sound going on in your background. So there's a list of how to. And then there's a list, a list of to do's, which is. It used to be six pages when jump in the pool. What the fuck? Jogging and say your lines while you're jogging with your camera and your microphone attached. You saw some of the things that I had to do like outside where I had to like shoot stuff in my front yard, like CC roller skating or whatever, make sure she has enough room. But then go back inside and make sure I have a full body shot. So, yes, you're probably using just a random wall. Luckily, I have a studio, random wall in your house. But make sure you can get your camera far enough so we see a horizontal, or so we see a horizontal version of you full body. Do you know how fucking hard that yeah. is to get a full body shot in like a ten by ten room? It's so hard. And so I think that's one of the things is after COVID, when we started having to do a lot of this stuff by ourselves, the production aspect of it, people are like, yeah. "Wait a minute, and you're gonna not pay us, and we don't get residuals, and we don't like." Con- yeah, stop it. Control. I know. So they are. What? What is it? Was the the show Jury Duty that you got me on? Oh my god, Brooke! It's super so funny, fucking by funny. The way. They actually were on the picket line, and the judge. Yeah. But all the cast was behind. Yeah, yeah. And they were. He was saying, "You may have heard of our show, Jury Duty. We actually were nominated for Emmys because the show was so popular, it's so good." And he was like. He he basically said kind of what I just said. He was like, um, you know, if actors don't make a certain amount of money, then they don't get you know health insurance. You know, like the yeah. twenty seven. He was like, um, we're in that category, so you do the math. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they're they're making less than twenty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, a year to do that show because it's improv. And, and because it's streaming. All, but it's but it won an, an Emmy. I know. So, like, that's ridiculous. This started with, do you remember? So there was a, a writer's strike in 2008. And that was right after a lot of the reality shows and all this stuff was yeah. really, you know, starting and mm-hmm. making money. And so people were leaning into the reality shows because they cost less. Right? So they cost a lot less to make because you don't have to pay anybody yeah. until there's like a grand prize or whatever. So I remember people talking about that going, oh, reality TV is the the end of, you know, written television. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. But streaming then came in and said, oh, wait, we can do streaming non-union 
and we can do reality and we can do improv and we don't have to pay anybody because we'll like pay them for their creative idea and their day rate, which honestly could be like $300 for a 15 hour shoot. Yeah. Well, that's what they were even talking about with scanning your likeness. Yeah. $100 for the day, scan you because you're just, we can pay you $100 today and then they just use your, your likeness whenever. Who the fuck can live like that? It's not fair. On top of which, rent out here is fucking astronomical. I looked at my own, um, my, my, my two bedroom that I had with Tim Griffin, who's amazing. He's a really good writer. Hi, Tim. If you're listening, you're probably not, but it's fine. Um, but he and I had an apartment together and we paid $1,500 for a two bedroom off of, uh, we lived in the Tropic Canyon, which is a very mm-hmm. Melrose place. Do you like know that? Franklin. And- yeah. Is that like Franklin area? It was, yeah. Just, it was across the street south of Franklin of Gelson's right there. It's amazing. It was right next to Birds and the Celebrity Center and it was amazing neighborhood. Yeah. So we loved our apartment, two bedroom, but we paid $1,500. And I remember thinking like, holy cow, I was paying $750 before for a studio, like a two room studio and $1,500. Wow, that's a lot. And da, 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 da. But okay, we can do this. And now that same apartment is $3,500. Two bedroom. Well, that was also 20 years ago. Right? I mean, yeah, but still. Yeah. But the actors aren't getting paid anymore. That's exactly right. They're getting paid less. And that's the thing is they've been talking <laughs> about like, look at how flabby my arms are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you do really good sound effects. Hey. That was really good. Have you thought about have you thought about going into voiceover and like trying to get on the like cuz you could just do voiceover from home in your free fucking time, Brooke, with your raspy yes, ass beautiful you know, voice. Right, but how how you've pretty much done all you can do to get Do you know how hard it is to get into the voiceover world though? It is extremely difficult. It's very it's a very small they only pull from the same Yeah. People. Yeah, it is very difficult to get. I into. think you need to break that ceiling because you have a great voice, and I can. Shit, that's really good. And I can do. I don't know what that is. Don't know what that is? No, but it sounds. Is that like a circumcision? No, no. Because I was like making it little, like little cuts. with my fingers. What is it? Is it samurai? No, it's no. You saw this Saturday Night Live episode where they're like. I'm allergic to dairy on a weekend update. <laughs> yeah. And they came on and they were like the British, the rappers. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they, but they were like, and they were going. Oh, that's right. That's and right. And he kept going, what was that? What are you guys doing? What is that? And he's like, well, we don't have knives. Or we don't have guns in London. Is so we knives? have knives and little, little tiny knives. And that's what it sounds like when we cut. <laughs> I remember it's so, so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to look into it for you because I feel like, first of all, you have the whole setup there. So you have like a proper, most people don't even have that. Like you have a proper like functioning voiceover studio going on right where you are. I'm going to look into it. I know there's a way you can get on uh, like Kindle. 
Yeah, and Amazon. Uh, or ACX. Amazon. Yeah, you sign up for ACX. Yeah. You put your profile up there, and then they have open auditions for Some a samples. ton of stuff. And so you just go in and read copy or do whatever. Like, you put in your types and the things you can do. Mm-hmm. And ACX is Amazon. So people that write, like, weird, crazy-ass books that nobody... And publish them themselves. Yeah, they need voiceover artists. Mm-hmm. So that you, they'll, they, I mean, you have to figure out like your hourly and your minute and, you know, word and whatever, but that's easy to do. And then, um, but yeah, you send in like a, an, not audition, but you send in a sample of what you do with their work and then they just hire you. Like through ACX, you can work. I guarantee you. That's pretty crazy. You should, I mean, just letting other people know that. Yeah. You know, that are living wherever. Yeah. And I have thought very, very heartily, that's not a thing, but I'll get invites. I'll get like public invites from like for my type or they heard my reel or whatever it is. I'll get like three week, honestly. And I'm like, I'm tired. I, uh," because I don't focus on it. But if I actually sat down and was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a voiceover artist. I'm going to put my time in my friend, David Lawrence, um, he was on Heroes. He played my dad for many, many things early on. We kept running into each other. Somehow we both got booked and he played my dad. Three times this happened <laughs> for different projects. We were like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, I don't know. It's crazy. So, but he's a, a really famous voiceover artist. And, um, but he teaches really good classes too. Anyway, They're expensive, but he's worth it. So whatever. But um, you can actually get started as a voiceover artist. If you have the the right equipment and stuff, you can do it. And then I think mine comes from Voice123 where I get my public invites from. But I haven't been able to focus on it because I feel like I'm pulled in all these different directions that I, between Packwalk and family and our stuff and wanting to do theater, I haven't been able to really focus myself in to do voiceover. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm actually feeling like excited about this new time coming up where obviously there's a lot going on, but my kids are going to be in school. Charlie's going to be at work and I have the entire house to myself from 8.30 in the morning until 3 o'clock in the afternoon where you and I can be working and I can actually sit and like put myself into voiceover stuff. Yeah. Like I could actually be, you know, working towards that. So I highly recommend it for you, too. Well, you'll just have to guide me. I will. Help set me up. And if anybody has any questions about it, feel free to message us because I would love to help anybody that wants to get into voiceover. I think it's so fun. What else do we have this month? We have a a real reel. I don't know. Right? We got another segment of real reel. We got a good real reel. Um, Which I think it's Danielle Chipwood, I mean, we'll see. We're going to try. Yes, we're we we are talking to Danielle. We have a really good book that she recommended. Um, Danielle Chitwood has been on the show before. She's an amazing woman. We've known her for a long time. Artist. Yeah, she's an artist. She if one of her episodes, you'll have to go back and look. Um, It was probably from about a year ago. Yeah. And she talks about how she got into like writing um, greeting cards and designing them and drawing them and doing lettering getting them into Trader and, Joe's yeah, like she's distributing Crazy. them to Trader Joe's and yeah she's pretty yeah this bitch knows how to make shit work for her mm-hmm. um and she's going through a transition in her life with 
a bunch of stuff. And so she was reading this book. What's it called? So we'll let you guys. It's called Designing Your Life. It's actually these two Stanford guys that um, that were professors at Stanford. And it was a private uh, elective class. And now they've opened it up and they wrote a book and all this stuff. And um, it comes with like pamphlet. It comes with like things you can fill in. And like, oh, that's fun. it's really cool. Yeah, but I, I want to get her perspective on it too because she's actually going through it. But I feel like and she recommended the it book. Kind of, she recommended it. Yeah, and I trust her. Obviously. And then our fifth uh, Wednesday of the month. Whenever there's five Wednesdays in a month, we do the bonus, yeah. which is where we actually yeah. pull an older episode and bring. Maybe yeah. we do the Chitwood one, or is oh, that maybe. too many? Two yeah. of the same. Maybe too many Chitwoods. Oh, Chitwood. <laughs> I know, because we had two Lawrence. So well, we her last kids, name is... And then we'd have... I think Tyler's going to be on twice in like two months. Yeah, yeah. but Tyler's second one is fucking hilarious. Yeah, the, our, the, oh, my God. Yes, that one's going to be We good. do a celebrity one with Tyler where we all... All three of us talk about all of our celebrity uh, encounters, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, he said some funny... Some yeah. funny ones. Um. But yeah, I'm excited about this coming month. I like, I hate having the extra week because it's hard on us, but I also love the fact that we get to pull something because people don't necessarily want to go back to the old episodes, right? Yeah. And some of them are edited weird or some of them have different music or whatever, but it's fun to hear kind of where we came from and where we talked to amazing people who didn't get the luxury of being with us <laughs> when we're so amazing. We had our shit together. <laughs> When we had our shit together, well, that's exactly right. Really. Let's get yeah. real. The minute we got our producer, yeah, that was a like life changed for us. Oh, and now we're going with a we're we're going to be with Wizard Radio. Well, we just signed a contract with a new distributor. We sure did. Who is going to be uh, sponsoring Which us? We haven't even and, toasted to uh, that yet. Cheers. We haven't. Because cheers. We signed online, and cheers we haven't to been Wizard since. So yeah, we're Wizard Radio. Mm -hmm. It's a UK-based radio, but they are also have a podcast section, and um, yeah, they have some some great podcasts, and they feel like we yeah. have a spot that they need to fill. Like yeah. we have the content that they we need. have. We have a hole for them <laughs> to fill. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Always. <laughs> oh, empty vaginas. Well, we have had children. Are hilarious. So. Super empty. Hello. Very Hello. vast. Hello. <laughs> the, what, a friend of mine used to say, like, throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Woo! Oh, shit. <laughs> I just had a visual of it, like, I know. Like bending Bouncing a off little, the like, not sure where to go. I know. I know. Um, Bricky, I love you. I love you. I think uh, we are going to continue working after we tape this beautiful little episode, and I'm excited about what's coming up. Woohoo! Hey, Brooke, you got something to tell me? Moms are too. Got something to tell you right now. Today. Oh. Hey, Mel, I got something to tell you. Okay. I'm here. I'm listening. So I'm sure everybody at this point knows, and if you don't, I don't know what planet you're living on. Um, but Look at uh, you, wordsmith. Extra... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Extraterrestrials are real. Uh -huh. Okay? Not that this is news to me, but, you know, whistleblowers came out that worked for the... Worked for... They're not worked for, but were in the military and stuff that were flying these planes and working, for, working with the military that uh, 
aircraft was actually uh, like we have aircraft that is not human made. And one of the congresswomen, they had a, a thing today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's this a couple like of weeks now? You're listening to it, but um, yeah, they had a congressional hearing, and one of the one of the congresswomen asked, "Well, so if you have these crafts, then do you have the pilots, those that were flying it?" Yeah, yeah. And they said, "Yes, we have the biologicals." <gasps> and she was like, "Are they human?" <gasps> and he said, "I think he said something like." Uh, I listed that in the in the briefing for they're not human. They're not allowed to say. <gasps> he said yes. We did find biologicals. biologicals. Yes. So so what do you think? I just want here's the th- I I'm validated yeah. because I have watched ancient aliens <laughs> for a really long time, <laughs> and I have believed that all of that could be possible. I find it really interesting and, you know, I'm one of those people where I hate like living in a a box of thought, right? Yeah. Um, That's why I'm very spiritual, but religion is hard for me because I just, I question everything. Yeah. And I just feel like that it puts the reality of our existence in a box instead of, you know. So uh, Ancient Aliens was always really interesting to me. And I will say George Tataki or whatever yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. who's one of the guys on Ancient Aliens, he on Twitter today, he was just like, vindicated. Like, he it's was true, so though. It's true. Like, ever since I was a little kid, I listened to, to Albert Bell. That's not a thing. Albert Bell is actually a baseball player. It's fine. Art Bell. You listen to Albert Bell is a baseball player, but Art, Art Bell, Bell what's that? that is a great, it's an old radio show. And I used to, when I first moved to Chicago, tuned in on my little tiny radio, put it under my pillow. He was an AM station and every single night starting at 10 o'clock, Patty Vasquez comes up again. She's the one that got me into it. He has all of these um, uh, spiritual irregularities, people that see ghosts, people that see alien encounters, all this stuff. And I would listen to him all Is that like the coast time. to it's coast? It's coast to coast. Art Did Bell. Yeah. It is. Art Bell was the first. He started coast to coast. Not a Nori. What's that guy's George name? George Nori. He's a second. Kind of he picked George it up. George Nori kind of got weird though. Yeah. He got aggressive a little Recently, bit. Recently, they're, they're, no, they're very, um, they've, he's fallen on the, conspiracy train big time yeah and like art that, art bell is the early one not that the other stuff wasn't considered conspiracy stuff or like no, whatever but art but bell, he's falling on the like the q stuff right getting, right yeah and art bell was very like oh he was like uh silly and not silly he was took them seriously and he was kind but he was like oh wow that's interesting yeah. like he, he took, kind of took a bat seat to it right and george nori yes is kind of like a, i'm this is how it is and bad and he has like a thing but no go back and if they have them anywhere listen to the first coast to coast years where it was art bell where he really talked because people were coming out of the woodwork talking about this stuff and I loved it. It was like on from like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. or something like that. So it got me through yeah, the exactly. whole night because I need to listen to weird shit while you I sleep. You and your go to sleep listen. I know. I was shit. I was somewhere where I had this. Oh, I was at Sherry's house and she uh, and she was your like, sister? "What is? Yeah, I was at Sherry's house. Yeah, my sister. I was vid- visiting her at the beach and she was like, "Why do you? What's that thing around your neck?" And I was like, "Oh, those are my headphones. I wear to bed." And they were like, "You wear headphones to bed?" Because I have like this hard little case. I'll show you guys. Yeah, that's like a necklace. 
Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's this. It goes around my neck. And then at night, I can just stick one of these in my ear. And then if I roll over, I can put the other one in my ear. Um, but it isn't like having ear pods in, right? And so I can wear that at night. And they were like, what are those things that you woke up with? And I was like, oh, those are my ear pods because I listened to my murder cast while I sleep. And they were both like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, my God. Because I used to listen to Art well, Bell. Now you need to... Well, now you need to go listen to Art Bell again. Yeah. And you need to go back and watch Ancient Aliens because there's like... 80 episodes. And it's fucking okay. true. And we're finding out no, now. Like, but 80 episodes a season and there's like 40 seasons. <laughs> My point is, it's like it goes on. Listen, while there's a writer's strike. real and yeah. look. You're, ve- you're vindicated, No, validated. they're not telling us shit. They're not telling us shit. So just know. And my thing is, it's like if they're holding yeah. like an alien hostage or something, <gasps> like holding them, that's not... Those aliens would destroy us. Like if that was their, if they can make, if they can fly multidimensional and like just drop and land or just come as they please or whatever, nobody, no, sorry. That's why I think most of them are probably kind. That's what I think too. It's the government that might probably isn't kind. We're the horrible ones. They're probably like, they talk about how like, you know, you can like buy, not osmosis, but like mind, you can you know, create each other's feelings oh, and yeah. talking. I feel like that's happening. I feel like we're getting to a place where we really understand like reading the room and each other's emotions, frequencies, frequencies and, and stuff. Like, like how much yeah. are we discovering about how we uh, enter a room and we vibe off of other people and it changes who we are? Like we're starting to tune into those things. It's very beginner level, but I mean, things are fucking changing. I'm telling you, things are changing. Yeah, I feel There's like an in awakening. The last, really, the last, well, probably since the 60s, I would say, was probably the beginning of that kind that's of That's drugs, like, though. Awareness. But yeah, huh? that's drugs. Well, yeah. I, I mean, in the 90s, I was like really into it, yeah. like big time, yeah. like spirit, like personal power through awareness shifting energies in a room, like being able to yeah. walk into a room and and read it and then shift. Like I read that Personal Power Through Awareness book. It was my Bible for a long time. <gasps> I've never read that. We should do that for the show. It's incredible. I'll do it tonight and we'll read it. So you guys stay tuned. First of all, Aliens. Second of all, Art Bell. Third, Personal Power Through Awareness. That's right. Amazing. Wow. You made it through the whole episode. We really appreciate that. And you know what else we would really appreciate? If you went to Apple Podcast or wherever you listen and rate and review Moms Art 2. It really helps us so much and lets other future listeners get an idea of what they're getting themselves into. That's right. <laughs> Moms Art 2 is produced by Rob Adler with Brooklyn Frequency. Music by Kai Sample. What?